We approach it with a sense of awe. Thank you for speaking to us through the word and by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, that you said in your word, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so we declare liberty throughout this whole congregation. In your name, we apply the blood of Jesus over each life. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Now you may be seated. Praise God. Well, yesterday, as I was looking to the Lord and contemplating for this morning's message, I just sensed in my spirit that He would say something a little bit differently to us uh, in one of the service. I didn't really know which one it was, but uh, I, I can see it right now. A few weeks ago on a Sunday morning in the 9 a.m. service, I preached a message called The Making of a Champion. And I didn't preach it in the second service, but now's the time. Amen. How many of you agree with me for utterance today? Hallelujah. So let's look at this, The Making of a Champion. The word champion means title holder, titleless, victor or winner. You know, when you look in the Word of God, you see a lot of parallels between David and Jesus. For example, they were both both born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. They were both anointed by God. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Amen? And David was the one who was anointed with fresh oil. They were both shepherds, were they not? Jesus is our chief shepherd. He said, I'm the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Amen. They were both prophets, and they were both champions. David conquered Goliath, but Jesus conquered Satan and all of his cohorts in his own backyard. For he said in 1 John 3, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy, dissolve, loosen the works of the devil. Come on, somebody. And they were both kings. David was Israel's king. And Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. David reigned as king for seven years in Hebron. And after that, he reigned for 33 years in Jerusalem. Jesus was 33 years old when he gave his life as a ransom for all. Amen. So I want you this morning to go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And we'll look at verses 1 through 3. And as we're in this season of speaking God's word and speaking the word of God challenge, I want you to notice some of the language that David had on his journey to take down Goliath. In chapter 17 and verse 1, it says, Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shuko, which belongs to Judah, and pitched between Shuko and Ezekah, and in whatever. Amen. And verse 3. Amen. And in verse 3, it says, And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the other side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them, and the, and the champion 
went out, Goliath, out of the camp of the Philistines of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. That's a big dude. He's taller than Minute Bowl. Nine feet, nine inches tall. This is a big guy. This is a daunting guy. This is a formidable adversary. Now notice with me in verse 10, it says, And the Philistines said, You see, the enemy's always talking. He's always got a word of doom and gloom and doubt and unbelief to bring fear to your soul. And the Philippines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were dismayed. And the Bible says they were not just afraid, but they were greatly afraid. Greatly afraid. But thank God, we've got the answer to every threat that the devil brings our way. We can answer every threat, every doubt, every fear and unbelief with the word of the living God. But I want you to get the picture. All of them are literally shaking in their boots. But then there was David. Hallelujah. He was not afraid of Goliath. His father told him to bring food to his brothers that were on the front line. And he heard what the giant was saying. And this great big huge giant was a trained soldier versus a teenager with only a slingshot and stones. But here's what David did. Something rose up on the inside of him. Well, thank God, the something is the someone who rises up on the inside of you. It's the greater one. And when he rises up, all of his enemies shall be scattered. And here's what David's attitude was. David had a covenant attitude. David had the mindset of a champion. David had the mindset of a winner. And he released his winning attitude with faith-filled words. He declared this. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Uncircumcised means that he was outside of the covenant. But David and the children of Israel were inside the covenant. And David said, who does he think he is that he should defy the armies of the living God? Aren't you glad this morning that you serve the living God? Aren't you, aren't you glad that you have a covenant with a covenant-keeping God? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What is this great lie that has come to my mind? I defy your lies with the truth of God's Word. Hallelujah. That is the spirit of faith. And that is the spirit of of a champion. His brothers told him, and maybe you have some family members that are telling you, there's no way that you can do this. There's no way that you can go there. There's no way that you can handle that job. You just can't make it living in the Bay Area. It's too expensive. Oh yes, there's giants in the land, but my God is greater than any giant in the land. Your God is more than enough for you to live in the land of the living. Come on, somebody. You're no match. But David did not let that stop him. And you cannot allow other people to stop you. You must not allow circumstances of life to stop you.
You must rise up and keep moving and keep pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. One characteristic, but not the only characteristic of a champion. And I believe that I'm looking at a congregation of champions. I call you all champions. I call you all winners. I call you all healed. I call you all debt free. I call you all protected. I call you all the safest of the safe. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a champion and so am I. One characteristic of a champion is this. When opposition comes, champions just do not quit. You may be tempted to waver. And fear may be knocking at your door, but victors and champions allow the spirit of the living God to rise up on the inside of them. Come on. David didn't quit. And you must not, and I must not ever quit. There's more land to take. There's more to possess. There's more for you. There's greater things in store for you. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep moving. God is moving for you. Now notice with me in verse 33 of this same chapter. And Saul said to David, thou art not able. You may even have some leaders or some people that you look up to that tell you that you are not able. Well, it is true. In the natural, we are not able. But we are no longer natural beings. We are supernatural beings created in the image of a supernatural God. Made in His likeness. Made to speak. Made to win. Made to soar. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Thank you for those three holy grunts today. Hallelujah. But David, he didn't quit. Saul said... You're not able to go up against the Philistine to fight with him. For you're but a youth. And he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul. Now mark this down. Champions have their own way of talking. Champions have their own language. Champions have and own up to the language of faith. And David said. You know something? You've got to answer the doubts with the word of God. Here's what David said. Thy servant kept his father's sheep and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him. Champions don't wait for the enemy to come to them. Champions go out. Hallelujah. And smite every one of them. And now notice this. And I delivered it out of his mouth. David was fearless. He delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, and yes, the enemy will arise against you. Here's what I did. I caught that sucker by his beard. Come on, somebody. I caught him by his beard. Sometimes you got to take the devil by the beard. Amen. Have an eyeball-to-eyeball confrontation with him. Stare him down in Jesus' name. I took him by the beard. And I smote him. And I slew him. But he's not done. He said, now Saul, here's what else happened. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine. You see, David is releasing his faith. 
Faith is released by words. And faith is released by actions. As a matter of fact, the number one way of releasing your faith is by speaking words. The Bible says, faith without works or without correspondent actions is dead being alone. If a man or a woman cannot bridle their tongue, the Bible says their religion is in vain. But doers of the word and not just hearers of the word know the word and they open their mouth hooked up with their believer and they release their faith and they say what God has said. And David is doing some talking. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to do more talking. It's time to speak up, guys. It's time to speak up. Though he come against you one way, that turkey's going to have to flee before you seven ways. Come on. Woo, hallelujah. And he says in verse 36, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, Seen, he has defied the armies of the living God. The devil hates you because of who's in you. As far as you're concerned, he doesn't care that much about you, but he hates this God living on the inside of you. He wants to defy anything good and everything God in your life, but we don't care what he wants. We only want what the King of Kings wants. Amen. Hallelujah. Thy servant slew them both, and he's going to be just like one of them. In verse 37, and David said moreover. In other words, he's going into another gear. He's doing a lot of talking. And David said moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, the Lord that delivered you out of alcoholism, the Lord that set your babies free from the road to hell, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, I believe it. Go and may the Lord be with you. Woo! Hallelujah. So David is convinced that his God is greater than that Philistine. Are you convinced that your God is greater than that debt? Are you convinced that your God is greater than government? Are you convinced that God is greater than cancer? Are you convinced that God is greater than all? Woo! Hallelujah! For I am persuaded. Abraham said, I'm fully persuaded. It's one thing to be partially persuaded, but we need to go into the land of moreover and get so full of the word and full of the spirit that we are fully persuaded that God is able to do great things in our life. I feel like preaching today. I feel like shouting it from the housetops. I feel like declaring my father is greater than all. He's greater than any enemy. He's greater than any attack. My father is greater. He's greater than all. Do you suppose David was a little bit stirred up? You'll get stirred up if you just look back 
and see what the Lord's already done. If you just look back a few years, you see that line, you see that bear, they went down in Jesus' name. And what you're facing is going to go down. It may look bigger, but you've got the experience now, and you know what works. So let's go and get her done. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you to stay stirred up in the Word. I want to challenge you to speak God's Word every day. It may not seem like you're making any progress, but friend, if you'll just stick with it, if you'll just let this glorious word dwell in you richly, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will begin to speak. You see, when the squeeze is on, people will find out what's on the inside of you. Amen? So if it's R-rated movies and all this junk and all this fear-based stuff, that's what's going to come out of you. But not you and not me. We're letting God be God in our lives. We're speakers of the Word, believers of the Word, and we are moving forward. Amen? So let the challenges that you face in life not cause you to back down, but may the challenges that you face in your life stir you up. What do you mean, stir you up? I mean, stir you up to the point where you're all the more bold than you've ever been. And you're all the more faithful to stand on God's word. And so here's what David did. Saul tried to put his armor on him. And David said, I've not proved that armor. Don't let anybody try to clothe you what doesn't fit you. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Don't anybody try to clothe you with weaponry that doesn't fit you. Go with what fits you. Go with what's worked for you in the past. Go with the word. Go with the name. Go with the blood. Go with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If I was Mario Marilla today, I'd step aside the microphone and say, Amen, Mario, that's good preaching. Hallelujah. Somebody says, well, I don't think it's so good. Well, you need to get saved then. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Now notice verse 548. It's good to have some fun in church, isn't it? It'd be good sometimes if some of you could notify your face. Just saying, I mean, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 48. Thank God, and it came to pass. Say it with me, it'll always come to pass. When I act like a champion, believe like a champion, and speak like a champion. Hallelujah. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David backed off. And went into a holy huddle. And went and fasted 35 days. No, David hastened. Why could David hasten? Because David was ready. He was doing a whole lot more while he was tending those sheep than sheep taken care of. He was taking care of his spirit. He was singing psalms. He was praising the Lord. The psalmist David said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The psalmist said, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid. 
You see, David was ready to face the enemy. And friend, I want to encourage you to stay ready and to be ready. Amen? Amen? Sing psalms to the Lord. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? David hastened, verse 48 said, and he ran away from the army to meet the Philistine. He didn't run away from the Philistine. He ran toward him. And David put his hand in his bag and he took out a stone and he slung it and he smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Listen, friends, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Say that with me. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And not only that, the more of a testimony you will have. Hallelujah. Now notice in verse 50. I want you to read that with me if it's up there on the screen. Ready, read. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. And you know what David did. David did him in completely. Who would have thought of a small stone and a sling? Who would have ever thought that that could take down a nine-foot giant? I'll tell you why. It's because God was in that rock. I said God is in that rock. And God is in His Word. And God is in your mouth. Hallelujah. To give you victory. Because David refused to back down. God gave him a great victory. The Bible says that when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, you know what they did? They fled. When the Philistines saw that the big boy went down, they wore a frown when they began to flee when they saw he was dead. And the enemy will not hang around you when you have experiencing victory upon victory upon victory. The Bible says if you will resist the devil, he will flee from you and he will run from you as in tear. I got this in my spirit. On the other side of your opposition is victory. On the other side of the opposition that you're facing is victory. And we can see this very clearly in Mark. So let's take just a few moments to look at Mark, the fourth chapter. And notice with me in verse 35. How many of you know when Jesus says to do something, it's going to be done? He had just gotten done teaching the sower sows the word. And he told them about the different types of ground that uh, the word was going to go into. And he said this. He said, the enemy is going to come to steal the word out of your heart. So the disciples had just heard this great dissertation and teaching on the sower sows the word. And at the end of the day in Mark 4 verse 35... And the same day, everyone say the same day. day. And the same day when evening was come, 
he saith unto them. He's releasing his faith. What did he say? He said, let us pass over where? Let us go over to the other side. And you know what happened as a result of them taking off and going to the other side. The scripture says there arose a great storm. A great storm is a mega storm. It is a storm with bad intentions. But Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship. And they woke him up. And the Bible says he arose, he rebuked the wind, and he said unto the waves, Peace, be still. And the scripture says, as a result of him taking his place and taking his authority, that on the other side of that great storm, there was a great calm. And I want to say to you today, then the other side of that sickness and disease is great health. On the other side of that foreclosure is great abundance. On the other side of your opposition, if you'll not quit, if you'll not be moved by the storms, if you'll not be moved by the waves, if you'll act like who you are in Christ, if you'll act like the champion that God sees you as. If you'll act like the man of God or the woman of God and not be moved by all these things that are around you. If you'll simply rise up as Jesus rose up and speak to the storms and say to the mountains, peace be still and be thou removed. On the other side of your opposition, there's going to be a great calm. Hallelujah. Someone said, yeah, but pastor, it seems like all hell is breaking loose. Hey, you're a candidate for all heaven to break loose on your behalf. Amen. Don't get under condemnation just because you're going through a tough time. Anybody ever been through a tough time? We all have. Some of us, some of you are going through some tough times right now. But when the tough times come, tough people, covenant people, they don't back down. They don't quit. They gear up and they stir up. Amen. Men and women like you, with the whole armor of God on, who know to stand firm with the shield of faith and stand firm with the sword of the Spirit. Men and women like you will always experience a great calm after the greatest storms. Oh, can I get a witness today? Hallelujah. It looked like maybe you were going down and it was the nine count. But oh, when the referee was just about to say 10, the Holy Ghost came upon you and rose you up, hallelujah, and quickened your mortal body and made you to stand firm in the midst of your adversaries. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, but they've given me a death sentence, but Jesus has given you a life sentence. They told me I'm going to die. In two or three months, I got a word for you. We're all going to die sooner or later. And death is nothing to fear. But don't let them pronounce a death sentence on you with every B fiber of your being, with every faith you've got in your heart. Rise up and say, the long life of the Lord belongs to me and God is helping me get through this storm. Amen. Don't you get under condemnation just because your babies are acting like demon child. You didn't train those babies up like demon child. Amen. Don't give up. After the greatest storms in your family, you can experience the greatest calms. 
I know that to be true in our household. I know that to be true in my family. I know that to be true in my physical body. Facing great storms, facing great tribulations. But on the other side of that great storm and that great tribulation was great health, is great life. Hallelujah. And longevity. I'm not telling you about stuff I haven't been through. I've been through it. You've been through it. But all the time, get God gets the glory. Because even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Why? Because he's with us. I said he's with us. He's for us. He's on our side. Everyone shout victory. Victory is mine. I receive a great calm. Hallelujah. Now here's the other thing I want to point out to you. You can be calm in the midst of a storm before the storm ceases. You can have peace when everything around you doesn't feel like peace. I'm amazed at the champions that I've been able to pastor for almost 35 years. I've seen many of you go through some severe tests. But in the midst of the test, you weren't trying to do this to impress Brenda or me. You were doing this because your life was planted on the solid rock. And you trusted God and you believed God when all hell broke loose in your life. And God gave you a victory. It takes a champion to hold steady and to hold fast when your world is falling apart. It takes a winner not to say, why God? Why would you do this? Why, why, why? You know what champions do? Champions always stay on the side of God. They know the nature of God. They know the love of God. And they know that even though this happened or that happened, God is still true and God is still faithful. Can you raise up your hand and say it with me? Great is the calm that God has given me in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen to this statement. If David defeated Goliath with a slingshot and a stone, then you and I can certainly defeat the giants in our lives with the weapons that God's given us. I just dropped by to remind you of some of your weapons today. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In verse 4, of course, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what are they? They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You've got the armor of God. You've got the word of God. You've got the name of Jesus. You have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You have been fully equipped by God with the weapons of your warfare as a champion of God to rise up and to win the battles that you face. Here's what champions have. Champions have a complete and total 
dependency on God. You know, if you'll just dare to step out in faith, God will put his super on your natural. Anybody ever experienced God putting his super on your natural? When he puts his super on your natural, you're going to get you some supernatural results. Now, David, and this is, this is a real important thing. And I, I'm not going to preach all day because there's hot dogs out there. You know, no sense of preaching for an hour and burning the dogs, right? But on the other hand, no sense of coming up short. I said no sense of shorting the people. How many of you are getting anything out of today? Hallelujah. Good. You're being encouraged. And you're being inspired by the word of God. And that's good. But here's what David did. David just had a sling. He just had some stones. But David showed up anyhow. And here's the point. Some folks never show up. So they never see the power of God. Statistics tell us that 80% of success in life is just showing up. (laughs) Just show up. So I want to tell you today, just show up. Just show up. Show up. And God will show out. Show up and God will show out. Hallelujah. Don't back down. Show up. Show up. Somebody says, I'm hurting. I have a hard time being in church. Show up anyway. You know why? Because there's answers at the altar. There's power at the altar. There's love in this church. And love will see you through. And love will make a way. Glory to God where there is no way. And then lastly, I've said it in my message. And in context of our month-long speaking the word challenge, champions have their own language. Champions talk different. Champions talk like God talks. Champions like you and me speak faith-filled words. So what did David do? He responded to the Spirit of God. He ignored his brothers. He just went on regardless of what Saul said. And David talked back to his enemy and Goliath went down. My prayer for you today in closing is that you will show up with God's word in your heart and that you will show up with God's word in your mouth and that you will not stop and you will not quit but you will come to the other side and experience a great calm and a great victory and a manifestation that only your good, good father can give you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's thank God for what we've heard this morning. Amen?